In this episode, we chat about the ins and outs of fine art printing with Tammy Marshall from The Art of Print. We discuss the different types of paper, how to decide on the right one, as well as how to sign your masterpieces. This is a jam-packed episode full of lots of great information, so let's jump right in. Do you mind just taking a second just to introduce yourself and, and um, your business and what you do? Um, sure, Inga. Uh, I work for a company in Pretoria called Art of Print in conjunction with Outdoor Photo. So basically what we do there is we help artists and photographers um, create magic out of their artwork by printing on various substrates and um, framing the artwork thereafter. Also giving a bit of help and guidelines in terms of color management, um, file quality, um, you know, editing tips and just basically hand-holding hand holding on the way to creating a masterpiece that fits in their genre. Fantastic. And you guys do your own in-house framing as well, so it becomes sort of a one-stop one shop as you work? Yeah, no, that's probably one of the best things we've done is, is that, oh. you know, we, we generally believe that a print should never leave you know, our premise is mm. naked, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we basically go through this whole process. We, you know, what's nice about our company is, is that we are a big giant one stop. So you can buy your photographic gear there, go out, take your photographs, come to us, print it, and then we frame it. So we complete the cycle basically. Um, yeah, that's cool. It's like, the same that's with the sort product. of from from the from yeah. the start to any to finish product. Yeah, so it's like a life cycle, and you know, ironically, I explain this quite a bit to my clients as the life cycle of a butterfly. You know, you get the worm, you you get the pupa, and you hatch mm. out, and then you get the beautiful butterfly. It's the same process, actually. So, framing and and printing and framing completes the cycle of any yeah. art form that you've done. So, yeah, whether yeah, you've conceptualized the idea. Is. This is the this is the final step to see what it's going to look like after all that hard work. Yeah, nice. So um, yeah. for this for this uh, professional practice episode, we specifically want to focus on the printing section. So I'm very new to this stuff. I mean, I've said in a lot of these episodes that I'm not an artist and I don't imagine to be an artist, and I I don't aspire to be an artist because I don't think I have it in me. But I know that uh, a lot of our listeners are, and some of our listeners might also find this interesting. So, if we're talking today specifically about the printing, can you give a, can you differentiate between actually the printing, the stuff that you guys are doing, and then the print making, which I hear some people use as well? Yes. So we are we're now the in the digital era. So what we do is what we call gigolet printing. Um, okay. which is fine art printing on cool. your basic yeah gigle so if you look at the definition it's to squirt ink onto a surface <laughs> um <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> squirt is just <laughs> oh no i love it's it's a a funny word in, in, it's a funny word in any context <laughs> Okay. I, I love it. I love throwing it there now and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to Gigle so we sound more professional. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I, I, can, I, can, I can see cooking tonight being Warren going, can you just Gigle this olive oil into the plate? <laughs> I know, right? It's such a funny word. Yes, we laugh. I laugh every time we use it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so you Gigle. Yeah, Gigle. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yes, yeah. so in the digital era, you know, with the types of papers that we print on, it's it's classified as uh, giglet, um, which is fine art printing. And so where you get your printmakers and people who sketch and people who illustrate using raw materials such as Fabriano paper mm -hmm. or a different type of handmade paper like washi paper to draw and sketch or to do plates and etching you know that is where you're physically working with the actual medium now what we do because it's digital um we have all these fine art papers which are coated 
in a specific coating for the ink to be correctly absorbed into these fine art papers. And we printed using uh, a Canon um, Pro 4000 or a Pro 6000. One is a 44 inch and one is a 60 inch. So I can go pretty large and yeah, pretty all my big, papers yeah, are absolutely, yeah, it's amazing. And I've, I've printed a 1.5 by 1.5 image and it's very oh, wow. impressive. I must it is very impressive. Cool. So all, all your artists who now, so basically what, what I do, my step is for any photographer is to print the images they've gone out and captured or mm -hmm. um, a shoot that they've done. And then they can go and sell it to their clients. Or a person who's done digital illustrations, I will then print that artwork for them. Or someone who's actually painted or drawn something where they now want to edition that work and then we make a copy and we print on the closest paper that gives almost a true representation of the original piece. Nice. So okay. we the digital side of things. Um, <clears throat> Um, like I said, we have a Canon Pro 4000 and a uh, Pro 6000, um, 44 inch, 60 inch, and each one has 12 colors, um, two blacks and two grays, which makes it very, very cool, which gives you very rich tones. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we get really good color reproduction out of, out of the machines onto these papers. So I, um, Autoprint basically prints most of their work or most of our, our papers are Ilford based. Okay. So Ilford has a very good name because if you go back into, you know, the history of photography and hand printing, you know, you had Agfa, you have Ilford, you had Fuji. Mm. So Ilford has been in this industry for such a long time and they developed a, a digital range of papers, which is mind-blowing i must say nice. I've, I've i've printed on a lot of papers but this paper is genuinely amazing um so with your finite range of papers you get textured papers you get coarse papers you get smooth papers mm -hmm. you get blended papers you get 100 percent cotton papers so there's quite a diverse range of papers available for people to print on and it yeah. also goes on a person's budget yeah. um so you start off on an entry paper and eventually you work your way with your confidence and what you want to do, how you want to showcase yourself right. to a paper that really complements and suits a person's artwork. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would say is that, you know, the definition of what I do is we're the digital side of printing um, photographic and artworks. Yeah, um, awesome. no, no longer so much the printmaking itself anymore in terms yeah. of that, that comes to me and I digitize that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, just in terms of me, if, if I'm an artist coming to you guys because I want to make um, uh, print reproductions of my particular artwork, do I have to bring you a digital file first, or do you are you guys able to scan the work as well? Uh, well, people bring in their own scanned in uh, artworks. Some people are very particular about color matching themselves. Yeah. Alternatively, I don't have a scanner, unfortunately, yet. But what I do have is a studio um, on the premises where we photograph the artwork. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so we, we do it the old way where, you know, you yeah. use to photograph negatives and then you could digitize it and that kind of thing. Mm. And yeah. I find, you know, I find that, you know, the photographing artwork, because I've, I've had the luxury of scanning in artworks, mm. but... There's, I feel that there's more work involved with a scanned-in image than a photographed image. Okay. When it's done correctly, when the lights are placed correctly and yeah. you've got your camera placed correctly and you've got the right lenses, I can photograph a print and it can be reproduced um, at at least 1.5 meters. Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. So we make sure that the sharpness is there. We make sure the overall um, you know, clarity of the actual image is there that there's no funny sh shift and sometimes that happens in scanning as well especially if you've got big pieces where i've had people bring me an a1 piece uh you know you don't really get such big scanners then you have to scan yeah. it in bits and pieces oh, then you've right. got to cut oh, yeah. there's going to be a little bit of then overlap or something yeah then you've got to stitch it together so when 
photographing for me honestly has turned out to be one of the best ways to actually reproduce artwork. Um, and there's very, very few people around South Africa in general who can actually scan in artwork mm -hmm. at a, and do really well. So photographing has been a great thing for me. Um, so from that point, I get the digital file. I have the original. I then color match and I do all that stuff for you. Um, and then I do a test strip and then I make sure that we are on par with what you want to see. Keeping in mm. mind, it'll never, ever be exactly yeah, 100, the same. 100, 100%, yeah. No, 100%. There will always yeah. be a slight shift, you know, especially yeah. exactly. drawing paper and um, etching paper and that kind of thing is, is also slightly manufactured differently to my paper. So there's also going to be a slight shift in color tones on the paper as well. Right. But yes, you can come to me and I can help you digitize your original artwork. So do you print, um, obviously you, you said a, you, you print a strip, would that be sort of a, an artist proof or um, just a, a test to see how the, how the paper's reacting to the particular um, print that you are yes. printing? So, so think of Image. me as the complete layman. Yeah. Like, do you actually reproduce the actual work or is it just kind of like, this is how the blue is going to come out, this is how the red's going to look, this is how the green's going to look kind of thing? Is that yeah. what a strip so we, is? Yeah, so we... Yeah, so the strip would be at size. So if you have an artwork that is A1, I'll do a strip at size um, okay. diagonally oh. through the image, and then oh, okay. I do a thumbnail of the entire image. The so actual thing. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. And then, you know, we try to do that in such a way where an artist doesn't have to pay every time mm. yeah. for an artist because something doesn't go according to plan. It's cheaper to do a strip than it is to do an artist proof. Once you are happy with the strip or what we've done, um, I would then, you know, then it's up to the artist. The first print that they print, will it become the artist proof or mm. are they just going to run with a, with, um, yeah. with a, with, with the, the, like I'm feeling yes. lucky on Google, just kind of go with it. Yeah. And they just go with it and then, you know, some people keep the original as the artist proof. You know, it's, it all comes down to the artist and what they want to do. So for, for me, strips are better. Um, and then if someone really wants to go the whole shkabang and do a full-on print, I can do that. Um, and, you know, it's just for me, there is a fee involved with that particular thing. And if it's not great, then it's, it can be quite a costly exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can imagine. So yeah. let's say, for example, I, I've got something now that I want to get printed uh, with you or with, with someone. What, what kind of things would I need to consider? So if, if I've got an image, for example, now that I've taken with my camera or something that I've created digitally or captured digitally, what, what would I need to consider to, to get this thing printed? How would I choose where to go or who to speak to? Or how would I choose the right kind of paper or the different, what kind of technique? Like what yes, are the basic think, considerations okay. that, that I would need to think about if I want to have something printed? Perfect. So as a, as a person who's never done this before, it's a very, very daunting exercise. Exactly. It's Thank very you. daunting. It, it, it's... <laughs> It's, it's a scary step for someone to, to now acknowledge that they are a now going to try and sell their artwork or someone has yeah. wanted to buy an artwork or they want to print their own thing and they've never done it. So, you know, when you want to go down this road, you need to find someone you can trust, that you can have a good working relationship with yeah. and that the person you're printing with knows what they're doing. And yeah. in the sense of most what they're doing is that they're not just going to go, sure, let's print your number 62, go wait in the line. Yeah. You actually want someone to guide you. And yeah. there are very few people who will do that. And also, when you do dedicate yourself to a person, as you go along, you can't just say, I'm going to go right there just because so-and-so said so. Yeah. Um, you know, go, go, go to a lab. Go and see someone, go to a professional uh, place where they print, see their vibe. You're mm. either going to gel with the people or you're not, which also yeah. makes a huge difference. So, and then you're just going to see what their flow is. So if you were now to come to me, my flow would be, you come in, you're like, I've never done this before in my life. 
Mm. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Um, then what I would do is I want to see your images. I chat to you. I show you around my, my, um, my workspace. I show you the types of papers that we have in stock. I show you the different finishes. And then I, I grab the images and then I have a look at the type of style that you do. So whether it's portraiture, landscapes, wildlife, cars, architecture, things like that. So depending on your image, I will depend, I will, I will advise you on a type of paper. Okay. So architecture is quite a sharp, quite a structural, very planned, you know, um, type of photography. Yeah. Yeah. So you want a paper that's going to render and give you the coldness of an architectural image as Mm. well as the Mm. sharpness. Yeah. Um, you're doing portraiture and it's grungy, you want more of a grungy paper. Or if yep. it's a very yeah. smooth portrait, you want something smoother. It's the same with wildlife and um, landscapes. You know, you're going to get a very smooth type of surrounding or you're going to get a, um, a lot of um, abstract or natural fibers and things in the environment that goes with the textured paper. It's very organic. That's what I'm looking for. So you've got more yeah. organic, you know, feels in that in the type of photography that you do. And then I would advise you on a paper that suits the image. Um, okay. You want warmth with wildlife and cityscapes, or, or not cityscapes, but more your landscapes. Yeah. Um, some people you want some warmth, but if you go for documentary type photographs, you might want it colder, you might want it harder, you might want it more textured. Yeah. And it all is based on what you've brought me. And okay. from there, I would make a recommendation of a couple of papers and then we'd do a test strip on those papers and then you see how you feel, yeah. what yeah. paper represents your artwork the best. Awesome. Okay. So from there, once you've chosen that, then we would start running a selection of work. It's the same with an artist. If a person's print, painted on watercolor, I will go for a paper that's similar to watercolor. Yeah, um, to kind of get it as so close as possible to, to the original you exactly. as such, yeah. Exactly. If, if a person is not price sensitive, but definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then a while ago you went... <laughs> all my triple all my triple barrels (laughs) and then you mentioned acid-free paper what does that mean and why is it important so um so if you had to go to a company that does corporate identities um more your dtp printers people who do uh, business cards and letterheads and outside signage and things like that they use different types of material and different inks um, your signage in signage in your industry isn't really always um, it's synthetic materials yeah it's hardcore inks that need to you know withstand outside harsh environments but will fade eventually so yeah. when you come to your fine art range and in the gicle printing you have um, water-based inks and you have a paper type that doesn't fade. So there's nothing in the actual paper, the manufacturing of the paper itself. There's no chemicals or byproducts yeah. that will eventually make the paper uh, yellow yeah. or fade or, ink. Or deteriorate so when we talk about way, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when we talk about acid-free paper, it is a paper that is not made with any harmful products or chemicals that will eventually affect the longevity of a photograph that has been printed or artwork. Nice. Yeah. So when, so, when, you, yeah. Were, when you were saying that you would help the, the artist choose the paper or, or the, the, I think you mentioned the word substrate earlier, which I'm going to use, so I sound smart now, um, <laughs> to use for their printing. What kind of work would you say lends itself well to get scanned or photographed and then printed? Because I imagine there's some things that maybe won't work so well. So what would you say if you had to pick like uh, maybe three or four or five things that maybe would be the best? Uh, you know what I mean? Like if I'm a sculptor, I, it, it probably won't work so well if I try and have a, an image of it printed. 
or would it? I mean, I don't know. I think it would depend on the photograph. I guess, I guess, it, I guess it depends on how it was taken, hey? Okay. So you could have a very glamorous, sunsetty um, image of a sculpture that you know kind of makes that photograph very intriguing to the viewer yeah. to want to buy your artwork or to actually have it as a piece hanging on your wall if you, yeah. you photo it's not a stock image yeah, you know yeah, so true. You, you can't come to me with a stock image because i'm going to be like dude you're wasting your money <laughs> um but if you, yeah if you came to me with a um a very glamorized photograph taken correctly with the right time of day to get a feel and a mood of a sculpture yeah. then i would look at the quality of that photo. So when mm. I say like, so you've got different types of black and whites, for example. So you've got a very crisp black and white yeah. mm -hmm. um, for like a portrait. And you might want a, almost like a handprint um, feel, like a darkroom old school photograph. Yeah. And then I would I would look at that. I'm like, okay, so this is the feel you're going for. I know that this will render well on, for example, my gold fiber glass, which is the closest to a handprint you're going to get digitally. Okay. Um, if you have those typical, uh, you, you look at someone rugged on the street and their skin is all dry and their lips are cracked and there's just this graffiti on the wall and yeah. there's dirt on the wall. It's just this grunge this texture, then I'm going to go, you're going to go with either my German etching or my textured silk paper. Mm -hmm. If you've got a car and you want it to just, it needs to be sleek. It needs to be, you know, the lines need to be there. And it, it's, it's, it's now a studio shot of a car where you've now done a lot of manipulation. Then you're going to go with a high gloss or a metallic paper to emphasize the coldness and the you know the structuralness of what you photographed um so we we really look at how an image is taken what has gone into the imaging you know especially you know sometimes if someone's over edited their stuff um and there's nothing much we can do about it then i would take a paper that complements the editing and not necessarily the image Okay. Okay. That's so interesting. You're saying yeah. that the paper is as important yeah. a decision as the actual art. It's like oh, part. Yes. It's like part of yeah. the of the of the message. It's part of the tool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So your it's your final product. You won't, as an artist, take a um, a tree stump that's been eaten by termites and try and carve something beautiful out of it. Yeah. With the wood not being fragile. That's yeah. You that's know, a good analogy. Yeah. Yes, so you, you obviously want the best material to actually represent your final product. So you've gone through all the effort of a buying a very expensive camera or very expensive paper and uh, pencils and paints. Yeah. Then you've gone through this whole motion of conceptualizing what it is you want to do. Yeah. Then you plan. Then you do your storyboard, you start your sketching, you start your photography, you've got your lights, you go on this massive safari, you, you've got these <laughs> top models, you've got these freaking, you know, makeup yeah. artists, and yeah. you've got this prepping and this yeah. You've gone all out, and you've got all this expensive gear and this expensive trip that you've actually put money into. Now you've come to the point where you sit now, you, you let your print or your paint rest, you go to the computer, you do your editing in Photoshop, Lightroom, whatever people are using these days, mm -hmm. and you now sit back and you look at this piece and you think, right, now I'm ready. What? I'm, ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, re I'm ready. So now you're going to come to me with this majestic piece of art that you've got and you want that to now translate from a digital thing on the computer yeah. to an actual physical form in your hand yeah. and hanging on the wall. So you can go with really cheap paper mm. with really bad ink mm. and it doesn't complement and then all that hard work and all that effort is for nothing. Yeah. So that is why you choose and you go to someone who helps you achieve mm -hmm. the best that you can with what you've got. 
Yeah, I mean that's true because you've got to you've got to consider that if you're delivering a product to someone that you've got to deliver the best product that you can yeah. because it's part of yes. your product. It's part of something and part of your brand. It's part of your brand. Honest, yeah, yeah, something that represents what yes. you're creating. That's really cool. That's a really good and analogy. Yeah, when you put it in that way, yeah. it's like spending a lot of time into cooking a really good meal and then at the end just tossing yes. a bunch of tomato sauce on it because whatever and then you eat it and you kind of spoil it a little bit. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. So you you've got to know that that physical print that's in your hand, this is you now. All that effort that you've put mm. into getting this particular image is now you. Yeah. Your concept. It's it's your heart and your soul. Absolutely. And I think that's also why it becomes so daunting to print because yeah. is it good enough? You've, yeah. you've, you've, you got to, you've got to rely on this print and this paper to actually bring it to life now. That's the part where it's got to stand. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. That is, that is the thing. This is going to hang in someone's house yeah. for the rest of their lives. This yeah. is what they're, they're buying from me. Yeah. 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 They are investing into that. So you've got to know that what you put in, uh, you've got to have the same mentality of what you put out. 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. awesome. And then just in terms of, of the actual image, um, I see that sometimes you have prints that have a border. Sometimes prints don't have a border. Which would you advise? Again, it depends on the image. Okay. Yeah. You see, it depends on how a person wants to sign the artwork afterwards. Should mm. they want to sign it? Yeah. You know, um, the typical classic traditional way is to have a border and sign in the border. Mm -hmm. um, people have now started signing into the print. Which okay. can look nice if it's yeah. done right, but yeah. it also depends on the person's signature and hand. Um, because what's quite modern now, and I, I know it's not my my section, but when it comes to framing, it's it's becoming quite a modern technique to frame to the image instead of having a border. Oh, okay. So like when flush, you, flush to the yeah. frame, pretty much. Yeah, so the image is flushed to the frame and normally tradition it, it goes into like a box frame and then there's nothing else detracting from the artwork because sometimes the white clashes with a matte board mm. or sometimes it clashes with the frame. So now what one does is cut off that and then frame it without it and then you can sign on the artwork um, and it, it, again, it, it depends on the image. You, you don't want a white. If you have a solid black image and you want to go with a seriously like aluminium black frame, black, you don't want any white, then yeah, you yeah. want to sign in. It's, it's how, again, you want the final product. To work it in, yeah. In, and you've got to work it in. And then you've also got to think of, you know, um, when you do sign it, you know, you you're basically telling the client how to frame it. Yeah. If, yeah. if they're buying a print, ah. if you sign in the border, then they have to they have to have it framed in such a way that they see your signature yeah, and your yeah. It has to be Last part of it. it yeah. It has to become part of it. So if you sign in the black or in a color part of a print, you're now giving them freedom to cut off a border. There should always be a border for handling purposes anyway. Or you can frame it with or without and if you sign in the white you 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 are then telling them to frame with the white mm. so would you say that signing your image is very uh, very important yeah. <laughs> <laughs> squeezed for an answer <laughs> um you know, if you if you are a um, beginning artist, everyone wants to put their name on everything. Yeah. Um, and you are entitled to. Um, you've just got to do it in a very not in your face way. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, my favorite is Tammy Marshall photography. Oh, right. I don't. You know, if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna buy an artwork, I do not want to see. Tammy Marshall photography. A, a big business card, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is literally a big, giant business card. And <laughs> I, I like... <laughs> so it's it's a kid putting your Twitter handle on there yeah, and your Instagram handle. And <laughs> oh, no. It's like, can you imagine, like... Oh, no. Having a, a piece of jewellery made by Inga Vessel's jewellery. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 
inscribed on a jewelry or on the side, yeah. you know you, we can see what it is mm-hmm. you yeah. don't need to put it there. and then the the uh, you know the smaller the name the better it is at least you've got it there yeah and then you can actually you know have it on your artwork as soon as you're becoming more and more more famous and you are very sought after then start titling it start dating it start editioning it start signing it like you would normally Mm, um and that can happen quite quickly and it does happen quickly but big fat splashes of names on 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 a prince it's just it's not, it's not cool. It's not no, cool exactly, exactly. So, so practice your name, practice signing and how you want to practice. sign your pieces. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we- you know what? There's nothing wrong with a, a full name, but there's also nothing wrong with an initial either. Exactly. Yeah. Or a signature. I like the idea of, of having a print where there's a signature only yeah. um, because a person should know already when they walk in my house who that art is by. Yeah, yeah. Because again, it comes down to how well you sell yourself and how well your art speaks for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I think I think speaking of cost is also a good segue into my next question because you've you've referred quite often now to different kinds of paper that you have. And I, I assume that they're all vastly different prices, or I don't know how vast, but, and I'm assuming that depending on the size and, and the kind of print that you go for would also influence the cost. So is there like a, maybe like a baseline that you can give an idea of what it would cost to maybe have a nice A3 print done of a photograph as a, uh, you know, just to give people a guideline of what kind of price they're looking for as an artist. Yeah, like. So, um. I, I, I run, like I said earlier, predominantly uh, Ilford papers. Mm. Um, they are pretty much my um, top papers. Yeah. I have I've introduced uh, two Felix Schuler papers, also German-based products. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I run a paper called the True Fiber, which is 100% acid-free, but it's not 100% cotton. Okay. Ah. So um, it's it's a blended paper of natural products. Um, it's just, like I say, people go for 100% cotton because it is the best of the best. Yeah. But this true fiber has a very slight texture. It's it's uh, off-white paper. Mm. Um, that's also how you know that your papers are also acid-free and um, um, just good quality. Natural because yeah. yeah yeah because they're off-white. They're not white. If they're anything not, is white, bleached. it's been bleached. Yeah. Mm. Oh, right. yeah, it's been so, um, and it has a very fine, very fine texture in, in, on the surface of the paper. So a basic A3 would be 189 Rand a, a print mm-hmm. or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you start moving up in terms of quality and papers, then you, then you start going to, I think we start hitting the 300 mark and then we start climbing again. Yeah. So, um, so you know, a lot of people, women, are about pricing of paper, mm. but you know, it is a it is a very specialized field. You yeah. Know, when yeah. you're selling art, you just know that this is a very small, very niche market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when someone wants to invest in your artwork, you then yeah. need to know that they're getting a a product that is worth the investment. Yeah, I totally agree um, with that. Yeah. So yes, we have very expensive papers. I think, I think my gold fiber gloss, um, which is one hundred percent cotton, closest to the handprint you're going to get. I think that's close for an A3, uh, close to four hundred rand. Okay. Sure. Um, Look, I mean, so, I must be honest. It's still, it's still not as bad as I expected. I mean, it sounded like the stuff was going to cost two thousand rand, which, I mean, that that would be like okay. So I really need to think about it if I want to go this direction. But if you if you're thinking about selling a piece for I don't know two thousand five hundred rand, and you want to go top notch and spend four hundred rand mm-hmm. on getting it printed, that's not a big dent out of your pocket. You know what I mean? Like to produce a very good quality oh, yeah. thing. It's it's if you're going yeah. for for like you said the good entry level one at two hundred or rand or one ninety five, that's like less than ten percent of what you're selling the the piece for, 
And I mean, it's, yes. it's still going to give you a very good quality product instead of, you know, getting it just cheaply done at the corner shop. So it, it definitely yes. is worth it. The prices do climb when the bigger you go. Yeah, um, a gold fiber starts going over a thousand rand A1 size. Yeah. Um, my square meterage price is, I think, about 2,800 rand for a meter by meter. But again, when you're selling a giant piece like that, I yeah. expect you to be selling for a good rate. Exactly. Yeah. It won't um, be 2,000 rand. Yeah. No, exactly. No, it's not going to be 2,000 rand. And, and you know what? The thing is, though, you have to be very confident about yeah. yourself. Yeah. The more confident you are and the more social presence you have and the more presence in general you have and the more you believe in yourself you can easily sell your prints like that yeah, for a very top dollar confidence um, in your brand you know, absolutely that's it. you've got to have confidence in your brand i know of a photographer i'm not going to mention names yeah it's it's a, it's a fun hobby of his and yeah. you know what and he's he's you know he's not he's He's old. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say terrible, <laughs> but he's old. And I mean, like I say, it's just a hobby. But his social media presence is phenomenal. That he sells. Wow, sure, that's awesome. Uh, he's got he's got an insane social media presence. He's always photographing something. He's always talking about his artwork. He's always yeah. talking about something that inspires him. He's always active, mm. and he sells because of that. And the thing is, people, like I, I, I've noticed since lockdown, there is a definite shift in the creative field. Mm. I have, you know, coming from Cape Town to Pretoria, there's a definite lack of art, artsiness, the culture, the vibe. Yeah. Mm. There's a definite lack. Yeah. But since, since, and I've been here three and a half years now, but since lockdown, I have come across so many artists I have come across so many people bringing in original artwork to be framed. Awesome. And, and And lockdown has been, what, like four months, five yeah, months? Yeah. yeah. So that major shift in terms of now investing locally and yeah, buying awesome. pieces instead of just going to Mr. Price home and buying some poop that yeah. needs to yeah. go on the wall. Yeah, some generic. Um, some generic that every Tom, Dick, and Harry has and yeah. the quality is yuck and it's going to yeah. fade in a year. True. Yeah, yeah. People are really buying. I went to there's a cute little gallery down the road from me, and people mustn't that person must get it out of the head that art is expensive. It's not really. Yeah, that's it's not about time and effort. Yeah, that's very true. So I went to we have a cute little gallery down the road, and a lot of the artists have started printing with me. And um, I went uh, last Sunday, and I purchased a piece, an original piece. It wasn't even a copy for 450 rand. When. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And and that's what people you need to go to your smaller galleries. Yeah, you go yeah. and buy artwork that no one else is going to have. Absolutely. And exactly. you support those people. Even when you are reproducing that artwork, my colleague went after me and she bought a very cool bunny bat illustration. <laughs> and you know, and, and and she paid three hundred and fifty Rand for it. Yeah, amazing. And and it's, it's a number two of 10 in the edition. Yeah. And you don't have to do it. You, if you can go buy a canvas that is A1 for 600 Rand at Mr. Price, mm. then you can go to a gallery and buy proper artwork. Actual exactly. art, And yeah. frame it. And actual, because, actual people I, I mean, just, who have dedicated them. Yeah, just doing that already, you say, uh, we were speaking about confidence. That's already going to put a bit more confidence for that artist and mm -hmm. push them a little bit exactly. harder because, exactly. oh, wow, look, someone actually liked what I'm doing. You know, you suddenly, it, it'll exactly. just ignite the fire and yeah. suddenly and you things never know, happen. they might be the next big name and you've yeah. got an investment piece you, at, at entry level. And I mean, I've, I've had, never, never yeah, I've dealt with people who bought um, a whole buff bunch of Muffingejo paintings or, or prints from him back in the day for 25 Rand for like five of them. And those are each worth between 18 to 25,000 now. That's crazy. So you really never know where that person's going to end never up. Know. So, exactly. And also, I, I feel like you've, it, it just, when I find things like that, it just makes me happy. Like I just look at something and I just yeah. smile. If I look at, 
uh, like some weird little bat drawing, I would just be happy. Mm -hmm. And every time I go past it, I will just be happy. Yeah. I'll just look at it and I'll go, damn, exactly. this makes me happy. This makes me smile. Exactly. You've and got, that's, that's reason enough for me to have it. Yeah. Things that speak to you. And, that, and that's what I... Yeah, I think that's what people need to to realize that shift. And and um, and I've started to see it. I've seen people bring in, like I say, originals to be framed, which is amazing because that means someone has bought artwork from an artist or yeah. photographs from an artist. Awesome. And I see people bringing in their artwork to addition to sell more of. Amazing. And it's, awesome. it, it, it's honestly epic. And if you think about what you've you've purchased, it's an investment. And it's one of a kind and or there's only so many of them manufactured and it's yours. No yeah. one else will have this. No one else, no one else will have the generic everyone else will have the generic cow from yeah. Mr. Price on yeah. the wall. Yeah. But you will have an additional piece. Yeah. yeah. Which awesome. like to say, you never know where they're going to be in two to three years time. And they could be the next best thing. And then you've got a print that costs so little, like you said, that is now worth even more. Yeah. You know. um, and on that, what is additioning and why is that important to addition? addition yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned the addition thing a few times now. Yeah, um, it's basically uh, when a photographer or an artist has a body of work where they really feel um, confident in selling it, they will then make a limited amount of that particular piece. Right. So if you do... I have a, like I said, I said earlier, I have a David Kriesel. I have two, I have number, wait, I have one of 10. So that means there will only ever be 10 of this particular this, image yeah. printed. Yeah. And I have one of them. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that is when something becomes an addition. And then, yes. then there's no more, so it's limited. So because this person becomes more and more famous over time, that print climbs in value over time. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can either have a one-of-a-kind piece where you, you let go of that piece forever yeah. and there's only one of them, or you would make a multiple copy of them but only a select few. Yeah. So would you say that the more limited the, the, the series of editions is, um, the higher you can price that work? I think so. I, I definitely do think so. Um, I know of a, a, a photographer who's gotten quite smart. He has a specific image, for example, and in each print size available, there's only 10 in each of those sizes. So in actual fact, there might be, let's say, four sizes. Mm -hmm. There's going to be 40 images in total, but yeah. 10 in being at different sizes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I know which artist you are speaking about. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I, mean, I, so, I, think, I think I know him quite well. <laughs> so, so you've got people who can you can use it smartly. Yeah. That you've got forty images out there, and obviously the bigger of the the lot will become more expensive or more valuable than a smaller one. Yeah. Um, but you know, the less they are, the more intrigued people are to want to have it. Yeah. And then um, limiting supply, really. Yeah. And then what is an yes, artist-proof? An artist-proof is basically, should I print something mm -hmm. and it's the first ever print and you've signed it off and it's 100%, that becomes your artist-proof. That is the most valuable piece of artwork that you have. Okay. So if I had, for example, the original drawing of this image of David Kriesel, that I would, he would classify that as his artist-proof. Yeah. Um, or there's another print before this number one, which is mm. his artist proof. Just the, the, so the one, like the test print or something maybe we were referring the to test print, The test print or the original, and that will become more valuable than any of the others. Hectic. I know a few artists yeah. that sort of um, are, are very big in the game and they, they keep their their artist print as yes. like a whole store, like an, like an entire catalogue of everything that they've done wow. ever. Just yes. in artist prints, uh, artist proofs. Yes. Yeah. So when you when you are ready to let go of that, you and and you've sold everything, and it's very sought after, and people ask you the right amount of money for it, mm -hmm. then that's when you sell that piece. Yeah. Then you move to Hawaii. <laughs> yes. Then you retire. Start <laughs> your days. So Tammy, would you say that there are sort of five crucial points that you could break it down? If if I'm an artist wanting to 
to um, do a range of prints with my work. So are there sort of five main points to consider um, that you can just jot down from the chat that we've had now, obviously? Yeah, sort of if we had to summarize, summarize yeah. like to, to, to bring it to, a, to an end, yeah, to, to summarize the five tips as such. So my advice would be you've got to understand that printing and framing is the final part of your journey. Yeah. yeah. You, you, can't, you can't ignore it. So the, the better you get your head around the fact that you will have to spend money on printing and framing, the more at ease you're going to be, which is ironic. The better ironic for your career, the, the better for your work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. And it's ironic because people spend a fortune getting to that point. Yeah, but they yeah, don't true. ever want to take that last step. True. You have to take the last step. So taking that last step is crucial to becoming an artist in, mm. in, in any, on any platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, then your confidence. You've got to be confident about who you are and what you do. You can't come in and go, I don't know if it's good enough. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this. I, mm, you've got yeah. to want, I'm, I'm there to help you yeah. become more confident, yeah. but have a little bit more confidence in what you're doing. You yeah. know what? We have amazing artists in the country and you've got to believe that you're one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, and your, your um, lack of confidence is going to make you make a bad decision by choosing the wrong paper yeah. because exactly. of a financial um look as as opposed to a no i'm worth this paper that really looks really great on my piece i need this yeah it's, i mean it's not That's just it. that i mean people buy into you as a person yeah if you can't sell your yeah. stuff properly why am i going to spend two and a half grand on the work That's that you're trying to i'm here for yeah <laughs> <laughs> why why how are you going to yeah. convince me to spend money on work that you're not you're not confident in yourself exactly yeah then my my next one would be find someone who wants to walk the path with you. Yeah. You have to find someone that gets excited when you get excited. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to find someone who wants to, to succeed and to get the best out of what you want to give the public or your clients or anyone. So yeah. you have to find someone you can trust and you have to find someone that you can relate to. You don't have to get on like the house on fire, yeah. but there has to be a mutual understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have um, to help you realize your goal in terms of what you're trying to achieve with your work. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then trust that person. Trust mm -hmm. that person when they make a recommendation. Yeah. Um, because as an artist, you have a final result in your mind, but as a person who prints fine art, I know the final result out yep. of the machine. You've yeah. come to the expert. So, trust them. <laughs> yes. So trust them. Trust them. <laughs> and that's it. You know, for me, and then it's, it's, it comes down again and then use your social platforms to the max. Yeah. You know what? If you're planning a shoot or if you're planning a drawing, take a video of yourself going yeah. to the shop to go buy the paper and yeah, be awesome. excited. The more excited you are about what you are doing, the more excited other people get about what you are yeah. doing. Exactly. People want to see what you're about and what you're on, um, what you're yes. busy working on. We get so many requests from people going, can I have more information yeah, about this artist, do, about that yeah. artist? And it's just yes. it's so nice if they do have a social page that I can go, you know what? Follow him on Instagram or her on, on Facebook. See what they're on about. See yeah. what they're doing. Or go listen to this podcast we've done with them. Or, there we go. Yeah, or wait for the podcast coming with yeah. them. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it definitely helps. It's yeah. really cool. And, yeah, so I think those are the main things. You know, as long as you've got someone to walk the journey or go, you know, walk the road with you on your journey to yeah. whatever destination it is, yeah. you've got to have confidence in the person. You've got to trust that person. And it's vice versa. I've got to trust that person too. Yeah. So, and um, and the confidence, eh? And just just loving what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's that's a perfect mm. perfect spot to wrap this up. I yeah. think it's been a fantastic chat. Ooh, yeah. I've I've learned some cool yes. words. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tammy, thank you very, very much. Yeah, sorry. There's another word for you in, in, us, in our art industry, passport okay. two. Ah, what? passport two. Passport two. Yeah. That sounds French. What's that? It is. It is French. 
So I have this thing about using these fancy words to make me sound cool in the art world, you know. Now I can add passepartout, giglet, and gouache are my three go-tos now. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stick to those and not get too excessive, you know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. No, stay, no, I'll no. stay within the boundaries for now. Wait till he gets onto the papers with the Fabriano and the Hannah Mueller. But I'm still Hannah childish, you know, and I'm still going to laugh at Squid, so it's fine. <laughs> Funny, it's like people come in and they're like, I want to speak, I want to print on the Hannah Hannah paper. The Hannah Hannah paper. And then the Hannah Hanna Moon paper. I'm like, the Hannah Mueller. The Hannah Mueller Oh, no. But oh, Tammy, this has been absolutely great to yeah, chat with you. This has been great. Yeah. Um, for mm-hmm. anybody, for, for everyone listening, uh, this is Tammy from The Art of Print. They're in Pretoria. So if you need to get some of your printing stuff done, some of your framing. You can also check them out on Instagram. They um, post there if they've got an artist coming in to sign their work yeah. and all sorts of things. Um, they also do a, a couple of little live streams on there, which are really great and fun to watch um, as an artist and somebody who likes printing and art yeah and then on our end of course all our podcasts are available wherever you are streaming your other things so you can find us on apple uh, apple podcasts on google podcasts we're on spotify and we also put our episodes up on the website so make sure to go check out unsungart.co.za thanks so much thanks very much tabby cool beans guys keep well <laughs> thanks for having me all right cheers <laughs> and it's a wrap